The following podcast contains audio extracted from videos on the Mythology Explained YouTube channel. Please note that there are two narrators for this podcast, myself, Silas, and Zach. Please enjoy. Hey everyone, welcome to Mythology Explained. In today's video, we are going to discuss six times the Greek gods nearly exterminated humanity. Let's get into it. Starting us off is the Chariot of Helios. Phaethon was the son of Helios, the personification of the sun, and of the nymph Clymene. He resolved to remove all doubt that the sun god truly was his father, so he petitioned Helios to allow him to drive the sun chariot across the sky for a single day. Though reluctant, likely foreseeing the catastrophe that would result, Helios was forced to concede to his son's request for he had promised to grant the favor his son begged before hearing what it would be, binding him with the adamantine bonds of oath. The reins of the chariot in hand, Phaethon took to the sky, but unfortunately, it wasn't long before the task proved to be beyond his ability. He lost control of the chariot, the horses taking advantage of the novice who vainly tried to control them. The chariot raced off course, first to the heavens where it scorched the sky, creating the Milky Way, then towards the ground, scorching the earth, creating the deserts of North Africa. Zeus was incensed by the damage, and it was clear that an expeditious solution was needed to keep the rest of creation from going up in flames. He smote Phaethon with a lightning bolt, killing him instantly. The youth plummeted back to earth, landing in a river. The Heliades, his sisters, were overcome by grief. They transformed themselves into poplars and salty tears streaming down cheeks were replaced by amber sap dripping down bark. At number two, we have the abduction of Persephone. Zeus, Gaia, and Hades worked in concert, contriving the abduction of Persephone. Zeus hatched the scheme and, as Persephone's father, consented for his daughter to be taken. Gaia caused a field to bloom with irresistible beauty, entrancing Persephone after she strolled into it and Hades, filled with desire, did the deed, swooping in on his chariot, grabbing Persephone, and plunging back into the depths of the earth. The plan was well concocted and well executed. Hades struck like a bolt of black lightning, and so quickly did he act that what transpired nearly went unnoticed. Only the screams let loose by Persephone as the earth swallowed her alerting Demeter, her mother, that something had happened. Dismayed and despondent, Demeter wandered the earth for her missing daughter, but she was nowhere to be found. For nine days she went on like this, and it's possible that she never would have learned of her daughter's whereabouts were it not for Helios, who informed her of what had happened. Furious at the betrayal, she garbed herself in the appearance of an old woman, joined the household of a king, and became the nurse of his infant son. Later, she cast off her cloak of mortality, revealing the divinity concealed beneath and now a goddess revealed, commanded the king and those he ruled to build a temple in her honor. During this time, she neglected her divine duties, which, as the goddess of grain and the harvest, meant that crops didn't grow. This brought about mass starvation, and so humanity stopped dedicating sacrifices to the gods. For what good were they if they couldn't ensure the travail of toil produced subsistence staples? Zeus was eventually forced to capitulate, forcing Hades to return his beautiful wife. Had he not, crops would have continued to fail and humanity with them. At number three, we have the Trojan War. 
The start of the Trojan War can be attributed to three sequential moments. The tossing of a golden apple into a wedding ceremony, a beauty contest between three goddesses, and an instance of wife theft. Eris, the goddess of discord, brought an apple inscribed with the words for the fairest to the wedding of Peleus and Thetis, Achilles' parents, which led three goddesses, Aphrodite, Athena, and Hera, to come forward and claim it. This led to Paris being selected as the judge in a beauty contest between these three goddesses, all of whom left nothing to chance. Aphrodite offered the most beautiful woman in the world, Athena, victory in war, and Hera, wide-ranging rulership. Aphrodite's bribe was the most desirable to him, so Paris crowned her the most beautiful and set sail for Sparta, where he was warmly received by King Menelaus. Later, the king was summoned abroad, and Paris capitalized on the opportunity his absence afforded, making off with Helen, either willingly or not, depending on the version. In one tradition, however, there's yet another layer, which is that the sequence of events just listed were precipitated by Zeus. Cypria, the lost epic that told the entire history of the Trojan War, not just the closing weeks as the Iliad does, says that Zeus started the Trojan War, his motive being to alleviate the earth of the burden that was the weight of humanity, as it had become too numerous and was continuing to grow rapidly. Additionally, there's also a fragment from one of Hesiod's lost works that indicates Zeus was impelled to start the Trojan War by a need for the demigod population to be cut down. Here's the passage. Now all the gods were divided through strife, for at that very time Zeus who thunders on high was meditating marvelous deeds, even to mingle storm and tempest over the boundless earth, and already he was hastening to make an utter end to the race of mortal men, declaring that he would destroy the lives of the demigods, that the children of the gods should not mate with wretched mortals, seeing their fate with their own eyes. While the Trojan War was the greatest war in Greek history, admittedly, it never had the possibility of being an extinction-level event. Still though, I thought it an interesting addition, as this is one of only a few occasions where the gods deliberately endeavor to exterminate humanity or eliminate a large swath of humanity. At number 4, we have the Great Flood. Zeus came to believe humanity was so rife with wickedness that it was beyond salvation. He worked his mastery of the sky to call forth a torrent of rain, drowning the world in a great deluge. Of all the stories discussed in this video, this is the only instance of a god deliberately using their power to completely eradicate the human race. Here we have yet another case of Prometheus coming to the rescue. His name meaning forethought or foresight, Prometheus was cognizant of the impending cataclysm. While he couldn't deliver the whole race from defeat, as he twice did previously in guaranteeing them meat and delivering fire, he did manage to give forewarning to his son, Deucalion, who was married to Pyrrha, the daughter of Epimetheus and Pandora. Either aboard a boat or inside a wooden chest, Deucalion and Pyrrha were able to ride out Zeus's wrath floating atop the flood as everyone else was swallowed up. Zeus eventually relented, allowing the storm to dissipate and the swell of the seas to subside. Deucalion and Pyrrha then repopulated the human race, but in unorthodox fashion. They each threw stones over their shoulders. The stones thrown by Deucalion became men, and the stones thrown by Pyrrha became women. At number 5 we have the deprivation of fire. 
This entry begins with a solemn and sacred subject, the matter of sacrifice. Early on, the contract that bound mortality and divinity, which is to say, what parts of animals were to be dedicated and sacrificed to the gods, was still being worked out. An ox was butchered and divided into two piles. Cunning Prometheus knew that Zeus would pick the better of the two piles, so he worked a clever ruse, making the worst pile seem the best and the best pile seem the worst. He dressed the bones in glistening fat, making them seem the choice part, and he covered the meat in organs, a facade that gave it a less desirable appearance. Zeus picked the bones, and henceforth, humanity enjoyed meat, only needing to burn the bones to honor the gods. Here's a passage from classical myth that describes what happened next. Zeus was so angered by what happened that, to punish Prometheus's favorites, he removed fire from the trees where it had lurked before, available to mortals when lightning struck or when branches, rubbing against one another, burst into flame. Mortals who had learned to sustain themselves by eating cooked meat now must starve. But Prometheus pitied his beloved mortals and stole fire from heaven by hiding it in a fennel stalk. Ever since Prometheus's theft, human beings have enjoyed the permanent possession of fire, although only constant labor at gathering fuel can maintain it. Without fire, the people of the ancient world couldn't keep warm, cook food, work with metal, and were blind at night. Extinction level event, perhaps not, but if Prometheus had not come to the rescue a second time, making an intrepid incursion to bring back fire, humanity probably would have regressed back to small hunter-gatherer communities. Wrapping up this video is the creation of the first woman. In retaliation to this second transgression of stealing fire, Zeus brought down the hammer of retribution with a blow that hit twice as hard. He chained Prometheus to a rock for tens of thousands of years, but this just scratches the surface. He also contrived for a great eagle to swoop in each day, rend him open with beak and claw, and devour his liver, which, in an especially diabolical turn, always regenerated in time for the disemboweling visit of the subsequent day. More germane to this video though, and the second part of Zeus's revenge, is the creation of Pandora, the first woman. Before her, there were only men. Zeus commissioned Hephaestus to create Pandora's form, which he did using water and clay, and he had many of the other gods endow her with various skills and characteristics. She was gifted to Epimetheus, the half-wit brother of Prometheus, and despite the warning of his brother, which fell on deaf ears, he accepted Pandora, thereby condemning humanity. Overcome by curiosity, Pandora removed the lid of the jar containing all the woes of the world. Only hope, which did not escape, remained inside when the lid was put back on. Hitherto, man had lived idyllically, free of danger and hardship. Had hope escaped, as did all the woes of the world, then humanity wouldn't have had hope to cling to when faced with the myriad trials and tribulations now introduced to daily life, which almost certainly would have resulted in the despair-fueled dwindling of the human race. And that's it for this video. If you enjoy the content, please like and subscribe. Thanks for watching.